0: all right welcome to the bag lady shows the podcast where we help you help us help you with your baggage my name is stephanie
1: my name is lena and welcome to our show do, 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 yeah.
0: this week we have an all baggage all the time episode
1: yes and we have a very special guest here with us today for our baggage topic Queen, you know her from Tea with Queen and Jay. You know her from Miss Vixen. You know her from her being an all around bad bitch. Ew, ew. Welcome to the show, Queen. Thanks for having me. I'm here. I've arrived. We're so happy to have you.
2: Thanks so much for having me here. This is I'm already excited. I'm about to say, this is fun. We didn't even do anything yet. Yeah, because we <laughs> just <keep> in.
1: <laughs> but Queen, for the folks who may not know you, can you give them a little intro as to who you are and what you do?
2: My name, well, people call me Queen. My name is Naima, but I go by Queen because I like to keep people separate. It's like weird stuff. I'm going through therapy, but whatever. Too much information. <laughs> um, <laughs> (laughs) i am from the bronx i'm a black woman who just likes being free living free and i'm gonna do whatever i gotta do to do that you know so
0: (laughs) so again thank you so much for jumping on Mm -hmm. the zoom chat that you provided for us because we (laughs) thought google can record Uh (laughs) okay so for so for this episode, we really wanted to talk about self-care, but talk about it in the world of in a world that doesn't allow you to self-care. I think mm-hmm. oftentimes, um, even in the show, we talk about work like balance and kind of realizing that work is never gonna give you balance. You you're Ever. the one that gotta physically and mentally do it. That I'm glad a lot of people are talking self-care and I'm glad that people are having the conversation and all those things. But I think as all things things get commercialized, mm-hmm. things get Super um, tailored to a Pacific look, you know, and as you see, like super skinny, super light skin, curly hair, soft voices, and and soft, don't forget the abs, the abs. But I, and I put soft in like in 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 quotations, like. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of want to talk about it in a way that kind of demystifies that a lot, and kind of mm-hmm. talk about like everyday folks, and like sometimes self care feels overwhelming too. So
2: so I think a lot of us were introduced to self-care via like Instagram and social media um, which we was already getting a filtered someone else's narrative of what self-care was I didn't know self-care um actually radical self-care was something that Audrey Lloyd Audrey Lord left for us like in in her essay and I didn't know that until hearing it on a really really old episode of Queer One podcast shout out to the BBB And that's when I started to examine that thing. Like, what is this thing that this Black woman left for me, you know, to access? And when I started looking into it, I started to see that self-care is just the beginning of community care. And we're supposed to be, if you're a person who is living in in a world and you're marginalized and you're marginalized with layers, so you have, you know, you're queer, you're Black, um, your woman or your trans you know all of these layers of marginalization how do you make it so you exist to the next day how do you make it so you can still even if you're not a political person you are being as political you know right so you're always doing the work even if you haven't opt into opt into doing the work you know so there should be times where we are just fulfilling ourselves we're talking about orgy lord someone who died of cancer and was not taken care of, you know, um, as she should have been. And it makes sense that she would leave that to us to remind us to always remember ourselves in the process. But when she did that, it wasn't for us to remember ourselves and that's it. And we did it. We did it. We done. Bubble bath. Got my hair did Look at my lashes. Freedom. Like that's not what.
0: <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> that's not what um, the goal was. And when I realized how far, far, far away that we had come from that and how we had diluted, whitewashed, commercialized Mm -hmm. capitalism, like went all up and through self-care and fucked it all up. I'm like, I have to, for myself, center that again and get back to what it was actually for. And when I realized when I tapped into it that way, when I thought about me fulfilling myself, because I need to also be able to fulfill my community and I can't fulfill my community if I'm not fulfilling myself. When I realized it was a reciprocal cycle of care and not just all about me, I was like, oh, I get it. And I just wish that more people understood self-care in that way and understand that it is, that's just the beginning. And it's just a reminder because we live in a world that is going to crush you, like Mm. literally crush you. So have something for yourself, you know, Audrey was dying of cancer and wrote to us right self-care remember yourself this is a political act you caring for yourself is a political act because no one else on this planet will you know and it's just unfortunate what it has become what it looks like on Instagram people don't even know that that is something that Audrey Lorde gave to us you know And it's it's just it's just sad how black women get erased from the things we create. Like I I I imagine like if she if she was like on an ancestral plane and she's looking at us like look at these niggas. (laughs) Look
1: (laughs) at (laughs) these niggas. Bubble baths and new feelings.
0: Where's the community care? Like what material girl? What? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'll be like, material girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be yelling at it from the roots up. That's my
2: shit girl. too. That's my shit too. But yeah, it was just just kind of, but I came throughout that realization. It was just kind of like, damn, you know, like even with the work that I'm doing, I still it was just so easy for me to be swept up into commercialization in that way. It was just so easy for me to be swept up into capitalism in that way. And I think that's why we need self-care because we are so highly influenced by the ruling class and how do you detach from that if you don't self-care how do you not get swept up in that if you don't self-care if you don't connect with who you are why you are and all of those pieces of yourself you know
1: yeah and it makes so much sense also that capitalism and the capitalist like white supremacist hetero patriarchal uh patriarchal system would depoliticize yes. the act of caring for mm-hmm. yourself yep. especially mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to it's something that was like you said it's the legacy of uh, our our black ancestors of audrey lord of course it makes sense that if you make this about the material things and about the continued overconsumption of things then you won't you won't think deeply you won't go inside and have those conversations with yourself about like you said, who you are, why you are. It makes it un- inaccessible too. Like,
0: right. Self care right. was supposed
2: to be for all of us. We all were supposed to be able to touch it and have access to it. And the way that it looks now looks like you only could have it if you have the time for leisure, if you have the time mm-hmm. for luxury, if you have the time to be soft. That's something else that's weird to me that soft, soft movement stuff. Everybody's supposed to be able to do self care and achieve self care, regardless of your economic economic background regardless of your education regardless of your orientation like you're supposed to be able to do this shit and we have made it look like only the special people
0: can do it I think you're right in, in the world like when I think about stuff like literally if I was to go on hashtag self-care it'll be like I took a trip to like so and so or I did this I'm, I'm at I spend more money to get first class I'd be like sometimes you deserve to go first class I'm like uh. If I could, I would, trust <laughs> me. I know I deserve it. You know, there's not, everybody deserves once in the blue to be in the front of the plane, even though it scares me to be in the front of the plane. Like I don't really like that shit. I prefer to be in the back, um, put first class in the back, actually. They make it into like a little club VIP session. They not thinking about it the right way. <laughs> that's actually. not like it, so
2: plain. You know yeah, I mean? that's, the you, that's the way
0: you, why are you in the front? Everybody know, you know what I mean? I'm just, look, I'll design the plane different. You know what I mean, personally. Um, but like, I think, I, I think you're right. There is this kind of like, uh, you are supposed to stop everything you're doing right now. I remember I saw this video a long time ago about, um, this, uh, Bronx person who was like their apartment didn't like the shower head like turned off or something. And then you want to fuck it. I'm gonna stay in a hotel. And like, it was like a nice little V blog about them at the hotel. And I'm like, yo, I didn't get hot water today. Let me go look at the hotel. I was like, bro, that's right. I got to stay my ass right here. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I got to boil you some so water. <laughs> For real. And act like I know how to take a bath
0: this way. For your journey of like finding out what self-care, what was that like? And like, what was the reason you were, what was the more you're like, mm, hold on, the self-care. Okay. How do I do this? <laughs> So
2: actually for me, well, we all, you know, we're living in the same pandemic and everyone is like kind of being very introspective, going to therapy, yeah, being introspective and just like really, I'm always highly introspective. That's something that I enjoy about myself, like looking in and, you know, whatever. And I'm realizing now that that has always been how I cope because I can't control anything that goes on in the world. I can't control the oppressions that are targeted at me, but I can control how I feel. Well, not really control how I feel, but I can control how those things land on me to an extent. You know, so I've always kind of been like that, turning into myself and like bigging myself up, telling myself I'm popping, telling myself I deserve love, telling myself that that's why I'm so into affirmations, because I've just always had to do that, because I never really relied on the world to tell me my worth. That's something I've never done. Um and it's it's hard. Like I'm realizing that's not. Just confidence, that's me being courageous and fighting against the system and in itself a form of self-care. So that and I realized I use self-care in that way so I can give to my community. I just started looking into more things about self-care and love. I st- um, l- tapping into bell hooks, all about love. Just looking into all of these things that are generally presented to us as elusive. So love, self-love self-care, self-acceptance, like all of these things. And I'm like, if these black women scholars had something to say about it, then there's something there, you know? They weren't just talking about the regular sense of black liberation. They was talking about these other ways that we can do this for ourselves introspectively. Because before I was kind of just looking at the systemic stuff and as a collective, and what are these things we do? you know, for liberation, but I kind of switched that to look into the things we do on a personal level that helps us be, that helps us to sustain the stuff that we do on a systemic level when it comes to dismantling systems, you know, I can create liberation for myself right now in my apartment, and even if it's just for an hour, at least I got that shit, you know, and because I got that hour, I can go outside And probably deal with 12 hours of that bullshit, you know, Um, so that's kind of like where I am with self care and self love and self acceptance understanding that those are the things that I have to cultivate for myself before I even step outside my door. That's real
1: as fuck. Thank you so much for sharing that because a part of the inspiration actually for this conversation that we wanted to have with you was actually your YouTube video that you made for Ms. Vixen um, which is your magazine platform. And the title of the video is Self-Love is Failing Black Women. And something you talk about is about how, yeah, like self-love, we can't self-love ourselves out of oppression right and so I wanted to ask you like how do you see uh noir specifically shows up shows up in these conversations about um self-love self-care like all of these things um when like you said it's elusive
2: yes it's it's elusive and I think it's elusive on purpose because we're supposed to be gaslit in this process oh. and that's what keeps that cycle continuing you know we can't cultivate that liberation for ourselves if we're continuously on a cycle of being gaslit a lot of the ways we're taught to like self-love or whatever it is tied to like this bootstrap mentality of you know I'll use colorism as an example because I, I talk about colorism a lot but like your dark skinned but you know just you just you just think you're beautiful and you've done it and it's like no I don't care how much as a dark darkened person i say i'm beautiful i will leave my house mm-hmm. and right. no longer be beautiful right because mm-hmm. i don't dictate the standard so it's they they put that on our shoulders to do for ourselves to just i believe to distract us and gaslight us so we don't even have the fortitude to dismantle
0: the system of beauty or whatever the fuck right it's on you right
2: yeah it's on you and it's like no that that also is a collective practice communal thing you know because that's a system that's not something that you can't cute your way out of (laughs) as cute as you as you is right yeah I'll say I'm a bad bitch every day and I believe that from the tip of my head to my toes but that's not the world that I live in where people who look like me are just the standard badass
0: bitch, you know. There is this gaslighting of like you need to build yourself up so no one can break you down. i was like, no, yeah, but the yeah. system. Yep. The system got weapons out here. They're not even, <laughs> exactly. Weapons they, of mass
2: destruction. Hello.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't know if this is um, too far off topic, but or not off topic, but like backtracking. What really has come up for me in my mind is how um self love and self care has been something that is now aligned with feminine folks with yes. women and yeah. femmes, yeah. and how mm-hmm. it it con- it continues to be, it, i think that there is a way that it is devalued that's from a good point how yes how necessary it is for all of us for every person regardless of their gender expression or they are to engage in the self-care for the collective care Mm -hmm. so it's easy when it's about doing your nails and taking a bubble bath and getting a facial (laughs) bubble bath no i'm kidding Um, (laughs) (laughs) and getting a facial that it's not um that's for women that's for femmes that's dumb that's not necessary and so then in some way it, it 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 works in the same way as a lot of these other things work to uphold these like patriarchal, like um, male, like bullshit standards.
2: <laughs> as soon as we align things with feminists, then it's not political anymore. It becomes something else. And that's why I think that's on
0: purpose, you know? Right, it's like this idea. I, 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 I think you both said it so perfectly. I think there's this idea of like, Oh, you taking care of yourself? Why? And it's like, bitch, y'all, y'all got human bodies too. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta do that too. (laughs) They're supposed to be polar opposites. You can't take care of
2: yourself and be fighting for liberation. That can't exist, in one being for some reason, if you're an activist, you're struggling. You can't pay your bills. Mm -hmm. You can't do your hair. Mm -hmm. You're ashy, Mm
0: -hmm. but you're in the front
2: of the line fighting right Mm -hmm. if you put too much lotion on then you're not being the right kind of activist Mm
0: -hmm. right if
2: your hair did you're not being the right kind of activist why are your why are all your nails attacked Mm.
1: (laughs) Mm. yo that's real as fuck because it's true it's like if you care for yourself too much then you can't care for the collective yeah when you can only care for the collective when you are taking care of yourself yourself yes yo Yep. Audrey Lord, <laughs> Even us the keys. Okay. That's
2: why she in this. That's why she in this. And she playing, like, look at these niggas. Look at these.
0: <laughs> hey, all you had to do was read the book. Yeah, <laughs> just read she the said book. It was
1: an essay. It wasn't even a full book. See?
0: it was just an essay. It's they about to, to come read- out on audiobook soon. So maybe more people could have access. Oh look, that's nice. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Options. That's what we love. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I I think also también, like I feel like I also fall into I have definitely fallen into the idea of self care being very like I'm gonna take the day off which is in a form of course but like I'm gonna take the day off I'm going to take a shower in longer than I usually do I'm gonna go buy stuff you know put on a face mask kiki kiki you know and I think there's always this alignment with um capitalism and things yeah.
2: I think it's important to to do those things I think where it becomes faulty is that if that's where it stops and also if you don't think away, think of ways to cultivate that access for other people so I'm thinking about you know everyone's talking about rest rest yes rest 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 and I'm with that shit to rest because I love me some sleep But now I'm at a point where it's like, how do I provide access for other people to rest? And that's the part I think that we leave out when we do the self-care, when we encourage everyone to do these things for ourselves. We just stop there and we don't think about going further about how we can make this accessible for everyone. I want the right to rest, but I want every black motherfucker to have the right and space to actually rest. There are folks who do not have access to rest.
0: Or the option.
2: Or the option. Mm-hmm. Or who can, who can you know, take PTO. And I say stuff like this all the time, go to therapy, PTO, da, da, da. That stuff I newly have access to. But everyone doesn't have access to it. So it's it's great that we're having these conversations. I just feel that they just stop there. And yeah. I'm not saying I have all the answers to get it to the other side. Mm -hmm. But we need to be talking about how do we get it to the other side where everyone has the access to these things and these terms that we we're
1: throwing around to each other. Well, I mean, I feel like you said, like, yes, dismantle the system. But I just wanted to ask both of y'all, like, how do y'all think that we can I mean, I think that there's a a good first step. But how do you think we can all go collectively from this conversation about individual self care to uh, collective self care as this like radical political act? I mean, I know we starting right here, having this conversation. <laughs> so I was like, damn, damn, girl. <laughs> <laughs> step one, check. <laughs> you know, I just started this process like a year and a half ago. <laughs> but I mean, I guess where where you, where are you in your process? Um, Yeah, and we can all share ideas. We don't got solutions know, here. We got ideas. <laughs> I know for myself. So, I've started
2: it with the communities that I'm closest with. So friends, family, um, even at work, I am heavy on like with boundaries and respecting boundaries. Um, I think that people are shitty at respecting boundaries because grind culture and I also, yeah, grind culture. And also the idea of like, you have to win so everyone is trying to be persistent and persevere and break through the door and this and this and that. And, and it's like, yeah. And it's like, we are not, I don't want to attach it to, I'm thinking of like rape culture and stuff, but no one respects a no, nobody. Even if you say, no, I don't want to go to that restaurant. Someone mm-hmm. will still try to convince you to go to the fucking restaurant. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I really wish that we would be better at respecting people's no, respecting when someone puts up a boundary It's not an entryway to persuade folks. And I know that we have been, you know, in this system that, you know, told you to, you know, push and keep trying or whatever. But I think that it's it's done us a disservice because how do we collectively community care if we can't collectively respect when someone sets a boundary or says no? Or says they don't want to do something. You know, you know, we we, we we take that as, and it's like if this person doesn't want to do something or they say they're uncomfortable or or whatever, believe them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for me, that's one of my first steps where I'm I'm kind of trying to be more intentional, intentional about boundaries, trying to be more intentional about boundaries, even when they're just cues, not all boundaries are verbal. Mm-hmm. And I think that people think language or not language communication is just verbal. Right. And it's like, you know, what somebody's mood has changed. Maybe you should just leave it alone. Maybe they've set a boundary, you know, like just mm-hmm. things like that, that I wish we were better at as a collective because how do we trust each other to collectively self-care mm. if we can't
1: clearly understand when someone is saying no, I think really? um, that's super helpful, I think, because it makes me think that um for like you mentioned this before about how you're very introspective. And I feel like I am, too. But I, I, I can also, you know, we, our brains are very fantastic things. Like they can fool us into yeah. not knowing <laughs> things that we already know that we know. No. Yep. <laughs> right. And so I'll be I, messing up. <laughs> yeah, I'll mean, be straight lying to me. I'll be like, how are you gonna lie to me? I mean, like, and it'd be like I'm very good at it. Um
0: <laughs>
1: so I think that um I think that, that introspection is so important because it does it helps us to recognize in other folks, like you said, when a boundary is being drawn, when yeah. uh we're we're getting a cue from someone, maybe they don't want to say it verbally because we like society frowns upon you making your needs known yeah and so I think that when you know yourself better and you can like under like try to understand your needs or uh, just work at it and just like start to create that space for yourself to ask yourself some hard questions and maybe you might not have the answers but you start to see the cues from other folks too like and you never realize how impactful it is until somebody like comes up to you and they're like oh like Oh, I noticed that you did this, and it really like it was what yeah. I needed in the moment. And yeah. I think, like you said, when we show up for ourselves, we can show up for other folks in so many ways.
2: I've always thought I had a weird relationship with love because I didn't do love the way the world says do love. Mm-hmm. And so I always thought I was broken. To be honest, like I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how to do that thing that they be doing on TV and stuff.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it was helpful um reading all about love I'm still reading it um but from what I've read so far and all about love by bell hooks and realizing that I love deep as fuck and I love through care because that's what love actually is Mm -hmm. love is not supposed to just be a feeling like I feel love for people but I mostly care about people you know what I mean and I want to do things to care for them. And it's not like this tingly feeling of butterflies or whatever the fuck they be saying in those movies. And that's what I thought it was supposed to be. So I just always just thought, you know, um, I believed in love, I knew it existed, but it was like, whatever that is, I don't do that, you know? So it is helpful to know that love is a tangible thing, like care, like making sure people are well, respecting people's boundaries, um, listening to people.
1: Like th- that's love. That just really hit me because I feel like, you know, you be seeing those quotes where like love is an action, love is a verb, <laughs> whatever, love whatever. And you I feel like I I I'm like, yeah, but now when you were really talking about it, I'm like, oh shit. that's what that means like love is a verb (laughs) like it's like you said it's not the tingly feelings and yeah I'm trying to think of like I have it's been a long time since I read all about love but she's like it's about like extending yourself yeah for like the growth of others Mm -hmm. and when you start to think about love that way in every scenario like it's not enough to just buy somebody some chocolates and be like I love you (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or just like, uh, you know, take a bubble bath and be like, I love myself. Like, that's not... That's not becomes, really what the action is. It becomes
2: a transaction. Mm. And I know for myself, I am very transactional and I'm doing the work to be out of that. Mm. But especially mm. with romantic love, I'm very transactional. Like what, what have you done for me lately? Like,
1: yeah.
2: um, what have you done for me
0: lately? <laughs> like, <laughs> you
2: know, and I am doing work to grow out of that. The partner I have now is making that safer for me to do. But yeah, I think, you grow I believe you grow when you care about a person enough for them to grow and of course this Mm -hmm. doesn't mean enable abuse right this doesn't mean you know put up with bullshit or anything like that because you should be caring about yourself the same way you know Mm -hmm. but it's been helpful for me to remove kind of the transactional and the transaction is probably what capitalism has embedded into love or whatever the fuck
1: Capitalism is messing up everything. Self-love, <laughs> <laughs> love, <Yeah>. self-care. <laughs> it said this not about none of that. This about buying things.
0: Um, <laughs> I, 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 right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's the thing. I think the biggest issue about all of this is obviously the way the system is set up. But it got me definitely thinking about a lot. Of, and again, like this is a very everyone's learning this. Like as we grow. As people, as we grow in community, like this is all things that like I something that my friend did actually last weekend that I was kind of like, whoa, I need to practice this more. (laughs) And like I need to be careful of how I move in this space too. Um, to make sure that I'm not doing it either. I feel like I used to be like, oh, like come, like come with me. But now I'll be like, I'm gonna go, but you could go home. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna be good, but I'm gonna go to the next spot. You could go home, I'll see you next time. And Mm -hmm. now. I have a lot of friends that do that too more. So I feel like, you know, it's all a learning process. I think we're all slowly getting there and understanding those things because I think you're so right. I think you have to learn how to treat yourself first before yeah. you learn how to treat Because first you got to think like, damn, I kind of, half the time I'm like, damn, I kind of don't want to go, but like, I'm going to go. But now I'll be like, nah, I'm not going to go. And it's difficult though.
2: Because like, I, I can be like that at times where I'm like, um I'll say like I schedule days where I do nothing on purpose um it's important for me to like do have a do nothing day um especially if I'm like overworked when it comes to all of the projects that I do and then my Mm -hmm. day job and stuff like that but I have said to folks like no I'm not going out because you know I want to stay home and do nothing and people don't like hearing that Mm -hmm. like they have to hear that you're busy doing something Mm-hmm. For you to not do the thing, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know that's a part of the system that we've all, you know, been under. But like, it's never good enough if it's just like, no, nah, I just don't want to go. Like, that's offensive, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it shouldn't
1: be.
0: As we, as we, as we come to a close, you know, we definitely want to talk more about Miss Vixen. For the audience, can you tell us why you created Miss Vixen and what is the mission? I know we know, but you know.
2: (laughs) So I created Vixen. honestly, since I was a kid, I was a magazine junkie and I was always into magazine and my, in my mind, I wanted to be a journalist, but never said it out loud because they didn't make money. So you don't say that out loud in my black house. You say you're going to be a doctor, right? You you good at math and science, you're going to be a doctor. Shut up. Shut up about that journalism shit, right? Mm. So it's stuff I never said out loud, but I always was into, like, magazines. Like, I swore I was Khadija on Living Single. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Inspiring like, a generation.
2: Like, all of that. Like, that was it. Um, every magazine I had in my house, even the ones I didn't really like too much, just so I could kind of, like, I guess, study them. I realize now, I guess I was studying them. And then, you know, blogging became a thing. So it was like, oh, this, this, it became accessible. This thing, this journalism thing or whatever the hell became something accessible that I could just create myself. Cause I've I've never really been into joining other systems. There's just something about me. He just, just rather do do my own thing. Um and I would do my own thing with $2 versus joining another thing with a million. Like, I just know that about myself. I don't like being told what to do. That's one. Um, and I don't like the way most creative systems make you pump out work. You can't be creative in that way, you know? Um, so yeah, creative makes big because I wanted to have like my own kind of online magazine. Zine. It was around a time where video vixens was a thing. And I wanted to be like, no, I like these women. Like, these aren't horrible women. Like, they're just misunderstood. So it was like, Miss Vixen, you know? Mm-hmm. And started out writing and stuff. And I had a friend who um wanted me to be on his radio show. And I was on his show. And I realized, wait, I have a knack for this media stuff. Even though I've never pursued it, don't have any formal background in or anything. I just realized I was good at it. So I just kept that. Mixed Vixen, writing articles anytime I felt like it. If I felt like writing something, I write it. And then I started to realize that I like the podcasting medium. And right now I'm trying YouTube just to see other ways to express myself on Mixed Vixen. And what I really want to do is galvanize folks to realize that they're the standard. They're not the exception. Like I make it a great point to not, I'm centering Black folks, Black women, Black women, Black folks ex- impacted by noir. But when I have conversations, I don't like, you know how you see like Essence magazine and they're like the top five black fashion designers. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. am I making black an addendum to something else? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the fucking standard. Talk so I, I I, that was the birth of like the direction that I wanted Ms. Vixen to go and how I wanted it to feel. I didn't want it to be like the other black media I saw that was like, um black entertainment television there's nothing wrong with that and I remember saying this to people and they was like so you don't want to be black and I'm like yes I do but if I'm the standard why do I have to scream black 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 you know like (laughs) the work would just be black all the people in the magazine would just be black the language would just be black I won't have to say we're speaking AAVE because we'll just do it (laughs)
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> right right. they'd be dumb confused they'd be like what dead ass what you mean dead ass Not a donkey what
2: so yeah so i've just you know i've been trying different mediums with mix vixen right now i'm doing a lot of youtube which has been fun i do like to learn new things so it's been fun learning how to edit video which is very different from editing audio um so that's been fun but yeah that's what makes vixen is it's just my space to express that we are the standard and we are centered and we are free completely free in that
1: space we love that so much and we love miss vixen like mm, you know as a light-skinned person i love no i love your colorism series and i send it to well, my light-skinned friends, like, look, <laughs> you need to read this. <laughs>
0: Thank yeah, you. That, uh, More no, is
1: that. Please. It's our, our light skin labor
0: <laughs> it's we do. As my like, light skin representative.
1: <laughs> yo, dead ass. No, for real, call me up. Like, um, because I just, I really love the way that you write and the way that you do center Black folks, and they are the standard, and how you really tackle these um topics about like intra community issue inter intra inter community um issues about like colorism and gender and all of these things and Mm -hmm. um you really um you talk about it with nuance you talk about it through a political lens it's not depoliticized it's not just oh this is cute so do it whatever like no this Mm -hmm. is also a political act and so i love i i love miss vixen and i love everything that you put into it so thank you so much for sharing your gifts with the world. Thank you. Thanks for um, receiving them. It is I am a middle child
2: of like nine kids. So it's really <laughs> wow. it's really difficult for me to like, I like attention, but it's di- it's difficult for me to have attention. Like it's mm. this weird thing mm-hmm. for me. So like mixed vixen is where I can kind of like do stuff and not so many people are looking at me. A goal is for people to look at me, so it's
0: weird. I feel, it's <laughs> like I'm not trying to be perceived, but I'm is so not real trying to that. be perceived. Yeah, yeah. Perceived people but don't
1: perceive me. Look away. Go yeah, look like, away. Look away. I do
0: stuff, but like I want a private human experience at the same time. Definitely.
1: Yes.
2: That exactly.
0: <laughs> that I get that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so you can visit Mix Vixen's website, mixvixenmag.com. Um, also on the social media, um, at underscore Mixvixen underscore. Uh, and if you want to follow my personal social media, it's at The Queen Speaks, again with the underscore. Um, you can follow me there, and you can also follow um, my other podcast, um, T with Queen and J. and the social media is at T,
0: T with QJ. Yeah. And of course, we'll have all the information below.